Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. <laughs> oh, I see what you're trying to do, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, trading for another quarterback. Could that be that you don't have that much faith in Dak Prescott? Could that be the reason? Could that be the reason? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. You got another quarterback. I wonder why. Did Cooper Rush go 5-1 and one as a starter for you last year? What you need another quarterback for? What you need another quarterback for? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I don't know the answer to that question. But I do know this. It ain't going to help you this year. <laughs> Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. When the Joker meets the sports world, you get Stephen A. Smith on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. Stephen A. Smith on X. Yeah. When did Stephen A. become the emperor The emperor from Star Wars? <laughs> I mean, was it Palpatine? Yeah, it sounded like that laugh at the end. <laughs> it sounded like him. Anytime the Dallas Cowboys do something that is remotely awful, Stephen A. is on X within like five minutes. And there you got Stephen A. in all his glory. Telling you why the Cowboys did something they probably shouldn't have done. That's the breaking news here in the last uh, 90 minutes or so. Trey Lance is a Dallas Cowboy. Who would have thought he was supposed to play tonight? That's one of the things that's so shocking about this. Trey Lance was supposed to play for the San Francisco 49ers in their final preseason game, which kicks off in about an hour. Instead, they're shipping him off to Dallas. And if we kind of know the Dallas Cowboys... Jerry Jones is not a great front office guy. He's like a um, he's like a collector. Yeah, he likes to collect pieces, which in in football terms means he likes to collect people and convince people that uh, his stuff is more valuable than it is. Right. And in this case, he's collecting a piece that had value three years ago. Now, I mean, I don't know what value he holds, but I can tell you what he's not worth. The fourth round pick, the Cowboys caved the Niners in order to get Trey Lance. That's incredible. Could this, by any weird stretch of the imagination, be an extension of Jerry Jones's hatred for the 49ers? I couldn't see that. Like, you couldn't make it work with him, but I am. Like, like some some sort of narrative like that, because other than when Dallas brought in Dak to back up Tony Romo, mm -hmm. they're really not one of those teams to hold a high-profile backup quarterback right. and create some sort of a drama in the quarterback room with that competition. That They're just not that kind of a team that allows that sort of competition. It's just very clear, whoever Jerry Jones likes is the starting quarterback until the wheels fall off. Yeah. That's kind of what the model's been. So th this to me is kind of unique and uh, kind of uncharacteristic for the Dallas Cowboys. A little bit. Uh, it is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu, by the way. He's Hunter Hughes. I'm Josh Pacheco. UH football talk coming up in a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, game day tomorrow. But um, Say it again. It's game day tomorrow. Uh, um, I, I didn't know that made you feel a certain it's way. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> you know, I to go back to your point on, you know, you couldn't do something with them, but maybe I can. Like, 
what do you want to do with him? Dak Prescott is supposed to be your guy. Yep. You said Cooper Rush got you five wins, as you heard Stephen A. Smith mention, five and one as a starter in, in Dak Prescott's absence. Like, what what are you trying to accomplish? You're not you can't be thinking if Dak Prescott doesn't work out, Trey Lance is your option to go in there and and uh, and solve the problem, right? You yeah, can't be thinking that. My, my only thought is, from a business standpoint, they got him at a discount. If you consider what the Niners paid for him, yeah, the first round, their first their first overall pick as a team two seasons ago, and now two seasons later, the Cowboys get him for a fourth round pick. I would do that for just for the potential of a resurgence of him returning to the pre-draft hype, pre-draft hype, excuse me, that we talked about just two days ago of the, the likes of Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay. Could he per- perhaps be that QB of the future two, three, four years down the road whenever Dak breaks another leg? Or hopefully he doesn't. I really like Dak. But yeah. I'm just saying if a rainy day were to come to Dallas, maybe they strike gold with this kid who's still untested for the most part. Where we've we've uh, kind of been swayed with – the um, just the, the the situation in San Francisco last year was so interesting. You you have your starter in, in Garoppolo. Well, I guess they kind of made the shift at the beginning of the season, right? They're going to go with Trey Lance, plays a few games, gets, gets hurt. hurt, done. Put Garoppolo in there, plays a few games, boom, gets hurt. Now we we're stuck with Mister Irrelevant. Oh my gosh, he's the QB of our future. Gets plays hurt. a few games, gets hurt. <laughs> What a trend! Now we got to put Christian McCaffrey in there, that yeah. Wildcat, and, it, and and basically tell you what we're not doing for the rest of the game. So it it was such a unique kind of set of circumstances. They dump Garoppolo to Vegas. They grab Darnold on the cheap end as well, mm-hmm. and are kind of left wondering, okay, well, what's our situation here? And from a, a football business perspective, that that's the main thing I'm looking at here with Trey Lance is he still has a significant amount of football years left in him, which means he's got significant amount of equity still in that house. Does, I, that, does that make sense? It makes sense. I, I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to think about how I feel about the the equity part or the football years left in him. Because I, I if I were to make the argument on that, I'd say I don't know how many true NFL football years he has in him. I mean. The Dallas Cowboys could sign him. He's not better than Cooper Rush. He's a third-string quarterback that maybe doesn't even make the team, or he's the emergency guy in case you know yeah. that new rule that the NFL has. Uh, I, I feel like he's much closer to to equity in a spring league than he is in the NFL. If he can't beat out, he's younger than Sam Darnold. Can't beat him out. You you couldn't earn the starting job after a couple of games. I mean, he got hurt, but he couldn't yeah. earn it back. I mean, I, I want Jordan. I want a guy like Jordan Taamu way more than I want Trey Lance. That's what I mean. Who he's actually been playing football, right? You know, or uh, a Cole McDonald, if you will. Again, I'm a little biased there. Yeah, but he's been playing football, he's and been, they're and all they're going to be are backups. That that's right. And so I almost wonder 
is the Trey Lance situation kind of similar to the Jordan Love backing up Aaron Rodgers situation? Now, obviously, Jordan Love never had an injury, okay, like Trey Lance did, where he loses a whole season and has to rehab and all that kind of stuff. But it almost feels like they're keeping him in reserve because, let's face it, he's not a normal backup. Mm Mm-hmm. He, he's an elevated, could one day be a starter, yet still has to prove himself. Right. That that element of it really does remind me of the Jordan Love stuff. Yeah. Like, th- this is Jordan Love's coming out year. Like, it's show out or be shown the door. Do you think that you think they, this they, is they, the year? They might, they might give him a couple years. Um, th- there might be a grace period with that, but uh, Green Bay is not used to losing. No. And I don't think they'll lose this year. Yeah. But, um, but back to the Cowboys and, right. and Trey Lance. I wanted to kind of stay there. I uh, I don't think this is just a normal shuffling of the pieces from one front office to the next on uh, building up your quarterback depth. This feels like one or two clicks above from that. Yeah, I, I, I you said earlier um, drama, like drama in the quarterback room. Like, to me, if you're building drama in the quarterback room or you're building competition, mm. drama doesn't feel like the right word, but I know I, I know it was men. You're building competition to the top. You're not building competition at the two. Um, you know, I, I think you want to feel confident. Maybe the Niners are the exception, but the Niners also had injury concerns, I think, for the last couple of years that I think made the two more important than any other team in the NFL. Like, I don't know that you're bringing in Trey Lance to compete with Cooper Rush, hmm. which is a weird sports radio topic to have in segment A to, to start an hour. Um, and Cooper Rush is not pushing Dak Prescott for the starting job. No. So. And neither is Trey Lance. Exactly. Th- so th- what this, are we doing? No, th- th- you're you're hitting it on the head. This is a very Jerry Jones and Dallas Cowboys mysterious move that – really doesn't make all that much sense okay after last season if you were going to foreseeably try to make a move like this would it make more sense to go get a guy like baker mayfield yes who rallied a a few games late for the la rams to show the league that hey i can still do this right you would be in much better shape having him compete with dak but again it like it's almost like Jerry's just like, hey, you want a locker? <laughs> yeah. Because you're not getting the starting job. That belongs to Dak because yeah. uh, Dak reflects my ability as mm-hmm. um, as a GM and as an owner. And uh, guess what? I'm never wrong. It's also kind of like, too, um, this is an attention grabber. And we know sometimes Jerry Jones does things to grab attention, not necessarily to grab wins. Because clearly the Dallas Cowboys, well, I've not had a Super Bowl in uh, several decades, and I see them at times trying to grab more attention as America's team yeah. rather than a team that is uh, consistently winning divisions. And that's been the problem with the Cowboys. Roster management has always been spotty, better the last few years, but spotty, yeah. um, which tells me a lot about where the priorities are. Jerry Jones wants his team to be seen. Well, I, I think it's actually more just the, the dysfunction from the front office down to the management of the team. Mm-hmm. I, I bet there's plenty of guys that McCarthy, if he had his way, would probably go in a different direction of. But they are 
the, the Achilles heel and the strength of the Dallas Cowboys is both the same thing. It's Jerry Jones. Yes. It's his freedom to spend however much he wants to and his inability to cut ties when it's time. Take a guy like Belichick, for instance. He cuts ties almost too early on guys just to move them around. You are purely a cog in my wheel, and you will play how I play football. Jerry, it, it's it's uh, it's fascinating to watch. You know, it, he's our generation Steinbrenner. He's our version of what the Yankees used to be. Um, and even if, well, uh, with an exception. The Yankees won World Series is not recently, but yes. But back but, when Steinbrenner but, was, but in more charge, than the Cowboys have recently. That, that, that's that's my one caveat <laughs> is they found a way to win yeah. at least a couple of times. Bless their hearts. Yeah, I, I, I Jerry Jones to go back to like my my first few initial sentences. Jerry Jones is like our Darren Kimura. Okay, collectors. Mm. Except Jerry Jones doesn't bring us treats from Trader Joe's. Very true. Um, Shout out to Darren. Those those cookies with the raspberry filling. Oh yeah. But you see, Jerry's not great with value. He's not great with understanding when to sell, when to buy, or what to buy. The reason why Darren Kimura has a one-hour show Tuesday nights at six o'clock is because he knows what to buy. He knows the value, what to sell something for. Like you know, he's an expert in that kind of stuff. Jerry Jones is just a, you know, he's, he's just a collector that, that at times, many times, still acts like an amateur yeah. in the profession. Totally. And it impacts the ability to do what everybody should be trying to do, which the, is win. And the timing of this is just so, so unique mm-hmm. where no one was talking about Trey Lance other than the fact that he's battling with Sam Darnold for the backup position at the 49ers. We would have been talking about him. I mean, we we would have watched him today in in their preseason game. We probably would have said a few things, but we already knew he hadn't won the the the, the backup job. So that that talk would have been very minimal. And so we're talking about a third stringer who was pouting 2 days ago. Yes. Remember that whole perspective talk that you and I had? Yes, I do remember that. Like th- this to me is just like Jerry Jones has uh, like an unyielding need for attention mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, people are talking about Trey Lance. Maybe we can grab some of that attention. Yeah. It, how, how is this helping you win games right now? It's not. Yeah. I, I agree with Stephen A. It's not affecting you, your, their team right now. It's weird. By the way, uh, Niners Chargers will be at our sister station, CBS 1500 pregame shows underway right now. And if you want to watch the Cowboys, I don't know if Trey Lance is going to play tomorrow. It seems like it's kind of early for that, which, again, leads us to why, because if he can't be available to play tomorrow, we should get confirmation on that first. He can't be available to play tomorrow. Then why do you have him? Mm. Because he ain't going to play in the regular season. So why do you have him? Uh, Cowboys Raiders, 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Uh, if you're one of those degenerates, Raiders minus 5 on the road. How often does that happen? Wow. Favorites. <laughs> yeah. Raiders minus 5 on the road at Dallas. Wow. America's team. We would have. I would have never thought that Trey Lance would end up in Dallas. Neither. Yeah. Neither we we were I. talking Green Bay. We were talking Chicago. 
uh, maybe Arizona. So, you know, teams with, I I guess you could say Dak has dual threat capabilities. Mm-hmm. If you want to be very generous on one of those threats. Good point. And a little bit generous on the throwing side, too. Yeah. That it's a, a threat. Uh, we got a lot to do today. Um, I've got about 32 different storylines on University of Hawaii football. Um, we we won't get through all 32. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're going to cherry pick some of the best ones to spread out here over the course of the next uh, two hours and 42 minutes. And you know why? Why? Because tomorrow's game day. That's right. You, you seem so um, romantic about it. The, that inflection point. Tomorrow's game day. It's game day. You know, they, 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 they make these inflections in NFL films. It's game day. It's game day. They're ready to take the field. Mm-hmm. The season opener in the frozen tundra. No, it's not that. Uh, no, it's more like uh, in the heated scalding in, in the Tennessee heated turf heat. of a half-done football stadium. That's right. Uh, we'll we'll get into Hawaii football coming up here in just a little bit. There is also breaking news. Uh, Rob Coleus from the Maui News is going to join us in the five o'clock hour. Lahaina Luna will have a season. Let's go. That's uh, big news uh, off the island of Maui. So we got plenty to do, but we're going to do football storylines. That's next off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Oh, we'll get to some of your text messages on uh, Cowboys, Trey Lance, and huh? Coming up in a little while. It's off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. But it is uh, game day eve for Hawaii and Vanderbilt. One thirty-three uh kickoff tomorrow. We'll need to know down to the minute. One thirty-three. So set your timer. Um, we'll have it right here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh We'll, we'll kind of cherry pick some of the storylines we talk about here over the course of the next couple of hours. And I'm sure some of our listeners via the text line and our phone line at 808-296-1420 will share some of their storylines as they prepare for the game. But one of the things that is noteworthy is weather. Hmm. 97 degrees is the high tomorrow. You get onto the field, it's going to be a little bit hotter. Um, does that make a difference? I mean, you, you've you been in warm weather um, does playing in those temperatures when you're not used to it here make a difference? Yeah, I I definitely think it does, especially if we're wanting to go up-tempo. Um, I don't care how well-conditioned you are. If it's hot, especially for the big boys, and you're sweating a lot, and they're pushing guys around and being asked to do repeated plays right after each other, it, it takes a toll. Um I don't know if we're quite going to see, you know, like the oxygen mask on the sideline uh-huh. or anything like that, but they will need to be plenty hydrated. And when it's hot like that, then cramps really come into the picture too. Yeah. So, um, but whatever we're feeling, we can be sure Vanderbilt's feeling it too. Yeah. I mean, granted, they will have the advantage of, of being in that weather uh, for a little bit longer than Hawaii, although... Does it make a difference? I mean, Hawaii's been practicing outside. Um, mm. They've they've had a couple of days now to acclimate to that. Um, I, I think the bigger thing, I think you said it, 
if you have to adjust your offensive game plan to prevent injury that could affect you in the game, because it's week zero, or yeah. it, it's it's not Mountain West game against San Diego State. It's week zero against Vandy. And if that affects your game plan, I mean, Ian Shoemaker was on with, with Chris and Gary a while back, and, you know, he mentioned you might see tempo. You might see getting in a huddle. Um, you might see a number of different things. You, you kind of wonder if this is one of those games based on those heated conditions that Hawaii actually tries to slow the game down, uh, you know, in, in how they decide to run their offense as compared to constantly moving and moving. Mm. So my only thought there is if you do slow the game down, you put a lot of pressure on our offensive line. Okay. You put a lot of pressure on them to really get nitty-gritty in the trenches and create more space for Braden Shager. So if you do, in, in my opinion, if you do go slower, you got to get the ball out of your hands that much quicker because you're giving the defense time to recover as well. So when your offensive line is significantly undersized against an SEC opponent like this, I almost feel like tempo is our friend. Okay. See, I would have thought that in a game, I mean, Vanderbilt's projected uh, with a 17-and-a-half-point favorite, that yep. you almost want to slow the game down to keep the ball out of their hands, to keep the game a little bit closer. But then you put a lot of pressure on those third downs. Um, and, again, there, there's so much that we're curious about tomorrow. Um, if we're third and short, then it will put pressure on our running game, which we're not even sure who's going to be running the ball all the time. So that, that to me, I, I think we're going to see a lot of up-tempo from us tomorrow. More on Hawaii football coming up. Sports Center next, ESPN Honolulu. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. We were talking a little bit about temperatures uh, one of our texters from the uh, Zephyr Insurance text line, texter from the uh, 781. I need to text. I need to count, by the way. How many texts does he send a day? <laughs> he must have an unlimited text plan. Good thing is I can count because I have the uh, – he's sent 15 since noon. Wow. Yeah. Hello, 781. 19 over the course of the day. He is a listener of this radio station, and I like it. Or she. He or she is a listener of this radio station, and I like it. If you get to 30 by the end of the show, uh, Hunter will sing you a song. Oh, don't, don't, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't we, 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 we just hummed NFL Films music about 30 minutes ago. And it was a, it was a jam. It was actually some of our better stuff. It was. I don't, I don't I know agree. if that's a good thing or not. I know. Um, we were talking about temperature earlier. Texter from the 781. I walked by the UH football team practicing at Cook Field many times because I was lucky enough to live at Wainani. Okay. You know where that is. Uh-huh. I don't. Lower campus apartments. Uh, hot sun all year, especially with pads. Does that make a difference? Uh, there are some days that are hotter than others. This, of course, is the hot season for Hawaii. Mm. August and September are the hottest parts of the entire year. Um, the one thing I would uh, bounce back to that text is it rains an awful lot in the morning. Yes. 
at and it, and at UH. Then it heats up, kind of like what we were feeling at soccer last night. That's right. Where it rained a little bit and then it got really humid. Which is a big reason why we have practice starting at you know six thirty, mm-hmm. and then we we are done by nine. Yeah, that so makes that, sense. So the sun isn't even up and over the Palola Ridge yet. Yeah. Um, you know, it's different though because you can be in and what it, you're what seventy nine degrees, I guess, at eight o'clock in the morning. That mm-hmm. might be a bit low, um, but you're not on turf. It's true. That makes a difference when you're when you're at seven thirty at night. It's low to mid nineties. We know how it is with turf. It's warmer field level than it is up above. You're talking about. I don't know, field conditions closer to 100, and we know that there are heat warnings uh, or have been heat warnings near Vanderbilt as well or there in the Nashville area. So, I, I mean, you can try to relate it here, but you, you can't. And and I don't think anybody can relate anything in the past to this, like, heat dome that a whole bunch of the country is in where you're, like, just in this bubble of, like, uh, uh, like an, what is it called? Um, you, you're a blow dryer. You blow your hair. Or a sauna. You're, yeah, you're just like stuck in that all day. Yeah. This is this is so different. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't even try to equate it to anything that you might feel because um, it's just not it's yeah. not even close. They are expecting some rain. That's the other thing, as you mm. mentioned, how much rain. Um, we'll find out the potential for afternoon thunderstorms is in the forecast as well. And that a lot of times happens because it is humid. Um, I remember there was the threat of thunderstorms when we were in Northridge a couple of months ago for baseball. And part of that was that marine layer kept things really, really warm. And there were some thunderstorms not near us, but like in, in L.A. Mm. because of that uh uh, marine layer, but yeah, they have a heat advisory until right around kickoff tomorrow. Wow, 7 p.m. Uh, Central Time heat index values up to 109. So they say drink plenty of fluids, stay in an air conditioned room, stay out of the sun. Good luck with that. Uh, Good thing they're putting us in a tent. Yeah, that's right. Um, a an, an upscale tent. As was described to us earlier in the we'll week. We'll have to wait to hear how upscale it really is. Yeah, we, we should get a report on Says that. Says the team that can't finish their stadium by game <laughs> one. I mean... Uh, Don't talk to us. We got ours done. Yeah, but we still have to put the visiting team in a baseball locker room. Our stadium's done. Yeah. We have that up on Vandy. That is that is true. Scoreboard's there. It's it's done. I'd be, I'd be yelling, nice stadium all game. But you know what they have that money Hawaii, well besides besides <laughs> that um you know what they have that Hawaii doesn't mm. and I good I, barbecue no it's also probably true I'd like to experience it one day they have those lights those LED lights that can kind of like fluctuate low and dim and high like when someone scores a touchdown and you see like those light oh. patterns yeah they have that What's stopping them from dimming the lights whenever we have the ball? Uh, I think the officials who have the control of the game um, want to You could make probably sure. get away with that a couple of times and just say we had technical difficulties. Oh, I, I think officials would, would stop the game. 
I, I think they wouldn't allow the visiting team to be at a disadvantage like that. Because uh, that is a pretty severe disadvantage. Cue a call from George here in about 10 minutes, if he's listening. <laughs> I mean, as he said, 90 minutes before kickoff, I yeah. think is what he said, um, the officials have jurisdiction over the game, hmm. not the, uh, the the home field, not the, uh, you know, not the school. So I would almost equate it to, like, drones over the field where you can stop the game and uh, make sure that the drone leaves or find someone to go shoot it down. Um, For real. You know, good target practice. But let me just say this. They're playing in Nashville. There are plenty of folks that would volunteer for that responsibility. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> say when. Yeah, this is this is very true. Blam. Um yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I wish Hawaii had those lights. I, I think it would be really cool, um, you know, both for 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 the Ching Complex, also for Les Murakami Stadium. Just imagine Stone Meow's walk-off home run to end the season back in May, and part of your celebration as he's going across, he's he's dumped his shirt, team's ready to mob him at home plate, and you've got a light show going on. As the game's wrapping up, just imagine how cool that would be. That would, to me, it annoys me a little bit because it, it it messes with my eyes. But at the same time, it means you have upgraded with the times mm. to what NFL stadiums and college stadiums are now doing. And I think for Vandy, it's actually new this year. So um, I'd like to see that one day. Because it was, it's on topic, have you ever watched the movie The Natural? Uh, no, you got it. You got to throw that one on your list. Like, okay. Of all of them. It's about a, a baseball player in the like 1920s or something like that. Named uh-huh. Roy Hobbs. Um, I don't want to spoil the ending. Just do it. He hits a walk off home run that hits the lights. Okay. Of, I think their version of Yankee stadium. And it ends with the lights shattering onto the field and it looks like fireworks are like literally raining down onto the field and the credits roll as it's raining down. It's beautiful. It, it's like one of the best ending scenes of a sports movie that exists. What's the plot of, of that movie? Um, he's supposed to be the best player of all time. Um, gets shot. Oh. Yeah, by a mentally unhealthy uh, lady. And knocks him back three or four years. He's able to make it back to the majors, but not as a pitcher. He basically the 1920s version of Shohei Otani. So he had to reinvent himself. He had to reinvent himself as only a hitter. Wow! And gets drafted by the terrible New York Knights, and he's like in his 40s, and so he's an old rookie, but slays it. It's worth a watch, bro. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I only I'll... thought of that because you, you talked about a like an incredible walk off. Right. Right. Um, w- with the stadium and stuff like that in that last scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's uh, good to know. All right. Um, text line. Our Zephyr Insurance text line. Um, as we said, we we we've got like thirty two storylines we can run through. We can't get through all of them, but you know some of our listeners can help us out by throwing out their storylines that we can uh, we, we can go big or go home on. So, for example, texture from the 478, I think this is this is a good one to get through. Uh, how does Hawaii's offensive line look? 
can they protect the quarterback so he can see the run and shoot work? Haven't heard much about the big boys up front. What do you think about the offensive line? Uh, so I think from what, what I observed, um, the strength, of course, of our offensive line is our center, Aliki Tanuvasa, who's also one of our um, – the leaders of this team. Um, outside of him, we've seen Sergio Muasau, uh, the brother of Darius Muasau, and we've also seen uh, Mo Ta'ala, mm-hmm. the, uh, the right guard right there. And then we've got a couple of kind of new up-and-coming guys like Ana DeCambra, um, the St. Louis – uh, product, and I believe at left tackle we're going to have Josh Atkins out of Arlington, Texas. He's a sophomore. So th- there's a few of these guys that we really haven't seen much of. Um, we also haven't seen run and shoot blocking schemes. Mm, mm-hmm. So I, I I know we've said this at different points during the show. There is so much curiosity going into this game tomorrow for just about every position group that we're running something completely different than we than we have been last year. Um, this is Timmy Chang's version of the run and shoot, which could include any number of changes or any number of similarities to the run and shoot versions of, of old. And so uh, look for the offensive line to to shift or sway one way or the other. that That's kind of a patented thing with the run and shoot. Um, again, I, I wish I could give that texture more specifics, but that's okay. We, 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 we won't know until we actually play a real game tomorrow. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I don't know how much the Vanderbilt game will give us an opportunity. Tell. Yeah. I yep. mean, it's, it's game one. Um, you know, Stanford I, I, will be a much closer test right. for us, and then Albany after that, that that will be a coming out party for I, us. I actually think Albany's the better test, just because, yeah, it's a, it's an opponent that is lesser than. Not to put Albany down, but we are talking about an FCS program. But in when you are expected to be better, yep, um, by I'm sure a handful, or just expected to handle business, yes. Um, there's there's a different pressure with that. You're correct. There, there's a there's a different pressure, but I think there's also the expectation that you can clean it up, um, or whatever things that you need to clean up, you should be able to clean up um, when you play them. I you know I I think the Duquesne game last year was yeah. a sign. You know this team was 0 three. Struggle to get by Duquesne in that homecoming game, twenty-four to fourteen. That was the sign. In case you didn't have an idea, this team was not ready yet. Mm. Um, you know, and then they would lose at New Mexico State, lose at, uh, at San Diego State, and it was a one in five start. Um, you know, Duquesne is not a team on the FBS level that you know Hawaii should be that close with, and I think that kind of. That was foretelling of the remainder of the season. And, and you know, Stanford is a favorite against Hawaii. Um, you know, it's a road game. I know Stanford's, you know, really going to turn it around at some point, yeah. whatever it's going to look like this year. But I, I do believe Albany is the potential um, vision. Uh, vision is not the word, but it, it is it is the potential look into how 2023 looks. Yeah, or uh... – True tell. 
Maybe that's the best way of saying it. There you go. It'll Thank be you. one of our – I had a crystal ball our, in my mind. Yeah, our best true tell games of the season of yep. who and what we're going to be. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, ho- I, don't, I, I don't say to people take the Vanderbilt game as like, you know, with a grain of salt. I yep. think there are things that you do take away from it. Many of them mental. Yep. I, I, We've I got some personnel that we will be expecting at least in week one, which is – our week two right. against Stanford. Like uh, Najee bryant Lele is hopefully going to be playing in that game. Yeah, that would uh, be a huge plus. Huge plus for our running game. Um, uh, Ati Malala on the outside for a receiver for us. Uh, he's coming off an injury as well. That They're hoping that he'll be um, able to play potentially by that Stanford game. So th- th- there's a few guys that didn't even make the trip that could be influential for us later in the season. Absolutely. Uh, are you ready for our M. Dyer Global scoreboard? Let's go. It is brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii uh, into the future. Uh, Major League Baseball, Yankees win. Wow. <laughs> I almost stopped the M. Dyer Global and said, let me guess, Yankees still suck. Well, but, I mean, they do. But we can't say that today. They won. Not today. Uh, they beat the Tampa Bay Rays by Mark the final Canary's score. very happy. <laughs> uh, by the final score of 6-2. couple of NFL preseason games going on. Uh, Detroit 2010 lead on Carolina. Tennessee 13-7 on New England. Uh, we'll see the 49ers and the Los Angeles Chargers coming up at uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon. You can hear that uh, pregame coverage already underway on CBS 1500. And tonight, Rainbow Wahine Volleyball. We get uh, uh, that season underway as uh, Hawaii did itself, or or I should say, Coach Robin Amo did her team no favors by doing what she does every year, scheduling tough, which I absolutely respect. Uh, Two top 15 teams at the Hawaiian Airlines Rainbow Wahine Classic this weekend, and it starts with Northwestern, who is not a slouch by any means. They are the only one not in the top 25, uh, well, and Hawaii, um, as part of this field, but uh, Northwestern is Hawaii's opponent tonight, 6.45 broadcast time here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, I don't know that you will learn a lot about this Hawaii team through um, you know one weekend, but I mean, we, we saw this team in non-conference play with a losing record yeah. last year and still go on to win the Big West, go to the NCAA. So this, I, I look at this more of a... Uh, um, you know, a good opportunity to sharpen up hmm. here yeah, early on. Stretching their legs opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's what's coming up tonight. Uh, Hawaii and Northwestern, that Northwestern team, by the way, 18 and 14 uh, a year ago. So, uh, yeah, check that one out. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard. M. Dyer Global always on the move. It's off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. Sports Center update. Our first look at traffic is coming up in just a little bit. It is off the bench. Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco, ESPN Honolulu. Okay. Texter from the 983 is already getting me on uh, the natural. Says, uh, as much of a baseball fan as you are, I can't believe you haven't seen the natural. Sorry. It's one of the best. I didn't, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus, but that, okay. that that one is pretty close to essential. I'm not a big movie guy. I know. So Good you understand it. Yep. You are. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a lot of time to spend um, 
in a theater or in front of my TV for a couple of hours unless, like, I'm really invested or it's something I'm binging on. Like, uh, like yesterday, I couldn't sleep, so I ended up binging on the Challenge USA because it's a fun show. Um, but I can't, I can't do that for a movie. I fall asleep fast. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, don't be surprised. Um, I'm just not a big movie guy. But uh, Texter also says, on the topic of flickering LED lights, I would like to see Hawaii have a green floodlight for Ching Field on football touchdowns. Interesting. I can tell you what I don't want to see after a Hawaii touchdown. Those little tiny, like, fireworks things that go off in the back of the end zone goes up, like, 20 feet in the air and looks more like uh, child sparklers than it does actual, like, fireworks. Now, if they put those on top of, like, the coach's office, it would look okay. Because it's from a distance. Everybody can see it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. If they place them on the ground, it's like... What is this, amateur hour? Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth on that one. It just looks like very, well, because it is, small. I also would love if um, whoever's in charge of, you know, the production team in the stadium to calibrate the audio from Mm. the speakers. They did a better job of that toward the end of last year, I thought. Because at one point, when when it first initially opened, like, on bad. our on our half, um, yeah. where our booth is, like you couldn't really hear anything, and it got better. Um, they they did a better job, and I think they they understood it was um, it was a little tough. Um, road games, play mm. hasn't been great in road games. Nope. Um, texter from the two hundred eight, Chow, Rolo, Graham, Timmy, all have different ways of approaching road games. Uh, I don't know what Timmy's approach is. I mean, for you when you played, what was there a different approach to road games as compared to playing at home? Um, I'm trying to think of anything specific that's like. I mean, Chow obvious. had the time zone thing. Yes, which honestly we still honor. Mm-hmm. I still tell that to like my my mom. I told her the other day because we're going. I guess that would be three time zones. They left on Tuesday. They left on Tuesday. Two time zones is Wednesday. One time zone is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday is usually the latest that we'll leave for an away game. I don't remember if Mac did anything like that, but that was certainly um, explored in the Chow era. Okay. Um, I mean, I would think that you don't want to have much different of an approach. Chow definitely kind of experimented with the use of the haka as uh-huh. well. There were times where he felt like if the team was not in a good um, energy space, he would pull it. Oh, interesting. He would full-on pull it from uh, the, the pregame festivities. Wow. Because he felt like the um, the local and Polynesian guys on the team used more of their energy in that and not enough on the game. That's an interesting Interesting perspective there. I hadn't realized that. Uh, Sports Center's coming up. We've got your first look at traffic as we get you on your drive home and a drive into your weekend. It's off the bench. Come and move that in my direction. So thankful for that. It's such a blessing. Yeah. Turn every situation into heaven. For those that, uh, you know, really need a, need help getting into the weekend. Remember when this was hot a couple of years ago? Espacito. 
That's the only line I know. I figured this would be good to go along with the um, the Kona ice truck yep. that's listening to this radio program. Right on the freeway. Shout out to your friend. Zan. Yeah. Zan Halford. Uh, had his windows open in his car. And he was trailing a Kona ice truck. Yes. Um, who was blaring our show on his uh, re- rear view speakers, I guess. Oh, I didn't even see that part of the yeah, picture. Yeah, there, there were speakers on the back of the truck, and he was blaring the uh, our show to any car behind him. That's great. That's free advertising for us. We In love turn, it. giving free advertising to this Kona ice truck, which is not serving anything at the moment. It's just driving somewhere. Love to know where. And love to know who's driving. Oh, that and... Um, we love you. Uh, it's been a hot day today. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if there is a way that that Kona ice truck could somewhere between 12 and 2 p.m. park outside this building, I guarantee half the people that work in this building would come out Stand in line for some Kona ice. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Liz says yes. Yep. She well, I think she said yes. I thought I thought I saw a nod. You said yes. I said guarantee. Guar- guarantee. See? There we go. That's would better. You? That's better than you. Oh, I totally would. Yep. It has been hot. Oh yeah. Um, also, r- right below us is Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It would make a killing down here. That is true. Great point. Got a workout in. You deserve a pick-me-up. What's tough here, though, is there really isn't anywhere to put the truck. There was a person, um, I don't know if they still do it, but across the street, um, facing the first Hawaiian Bank building, there was someone who was had a little hot dog stand, <laughs> um, which I thought was a novel idea. I mean, it had like a little, little I don't even know if they had an umbrella under it, but was out there like a couple times a week. And I do know that um, up the street from us, if you start going toward um, the, uh, the, st- not the, the, the the state building, yeah, there is a food truck that's there like a couple days a week at least. Hmm. So, I mean, when the food truck's not there or when they leave, lunch is done, come in with the Kona ice truck, cool things down after a good lunch. I mean, what more motivation do you need to, to, to finish out your day sitting at your desk? I mean... You're thinking about it. I am. I'm trying to think if there's something better. <laughs> uh, yeah, good luck with that. That's a... It, and you know what? For, for the sake of him playing our show, there's nothing better than there that, There you Josh. go. There's nothing I better. Was, I was waiting for that perfect sell opportunity to come from you. There is nothing better. There you go. It is uh, It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, we have breaking news here as we prepare for Hawaii football on Saturday. This is a big one, Hunter. Uh, Steven Sai is reporting here within the last 10 minutes. John Tui Tupo has won his appeal for Let's an extra season. Go. He is Hawaii's defensive tackle. And because he has won his appeal, he is available tomorrow and will start against Vanderbilt. So not only is he available, he will be on the field to open the game. Wow. Put this, in, put this in perspective. Um, I mean, I don't know. Ha- ha- has he practiced? Has he been? I mean, he can't, right? Or because he hasn't technically been eligible, right? Yeah, I, 
I'm I'm bummed that I can't speak on that directly because I've been that at, tells me everything I need to know. I've been at more practices than anybody. Yes, um, that tells me everything I need to know. Yeah, I I, I can't recall seeing number ninety out there. Mm-hmm. So unless they put a different jersey on him, yeah, it, it's tough for me to say. But he's one of our most talented D linemen, one of our biggest. Mm-hmm. He's going to help us. He's going to help us in stopping the run. It's, that's awesome. I'm stoked about that. Um, I, I think if there's any frustration, and I know the NCAA sometimes works in mysterious ways, and I'm not, I'm not going to take this time to rip the NCAA because I think the NCAA um, is kind of misunderstood. But I think if you wanted to have a, a, legitimate, um, a, a legitimate beef with this, it's that it's being announced less than 24 hours before Hawaii's opening game. But, I mean, Hawaii should have had a feeling. I mean, if, if Tui Tupo, I'm assuming, was on the trip uh, or is flying out today, I don't I don't know how this is working. I think this would be a good perspective to find out. But, um, you know, you, you prepare with the personnel you have unless you had the belief that this was going to happen today. Yeah. Um, I could see why people get frustrated about timing, how things get done, why they get done, um, et cetera. But it's still good news, and I see you guys on the phones. We'll get to you in a second here at 808-296-1420. I I think the question just becomes um, what kind of impact can you actually expect Hmm. for for Tui Tupo? That's that's my big question. He can certainly take up – at least one offensive lineman. Well, there, yeah. So, I mean, that impact, when you look at the front three and then the linebackers incorporating that too, the front six, he's he's an important part in clogging up that offensive line for Vanderbilt. So I think he could play a significant role tomorrow. Three and a half sacks led the team a year ago, uh, 13 games, started all 13 games last year, 30 tackles, uh, number nine, Grade by Pro Football Focus amongst uh, Mountain West interior defensive linemen. Um, that's that's how much he was needed uh, last year for sure. Uh, I think Russell's got the answer, or I think he has the answer, or Russell's not there. Uh, well, I, while no, we're waiting on Russell, I, I think it's interesting that they waited to reveal this mm-hmm. for right now. Yeah. Russell seems to say, be saying that people have been reporting that he has been practicing. Okay, so okay. there, there we go. I, I'm if if that's the case, then he will absolutely be ready for tomorrow. Yeah, hundred percent. See, I don't, I, I don't understand the NCAA in that area because technically, you, I, I, I guess you would say what you, um. I think you can practice, but you're just not eligible to play in games if you're waiting on that release. Technically, if you're if if you're practicing, doesn't that say you're eligible? I I don't know. It's it's well, uh, and there, there's a difference between practicing with pads and practicing mm, without pads. Good point. So I couldn't remember if he was one of the guys over there in what they call the pit, mm-hmm. uh, getting you know a workout in while you're out there and doing some drills, but. I couldn't remember if he was one of the guys without the pads, but that doesn't go down as an official practice. Right. So th- there's all kinds of – honestly, you, you said the NCAA is misunderstood. I don't think they're misunderstood at really? all. They're, they're just stupid. 
at times. Uh, I, I think the NCAA is well-meaning. I don't think they're perfect. Um, I think they are still kind of antiquated in a way. I will I, I will agree. Um, but I don't think the NCAA is all bad. I, I don't know if there's another way I could put it. Um, I mean, I think you should just – I mean, look, you should feel good that the NCAA granted the waiver. Okay. Just like – Juan Munoz for basketball was granted the waiver when it looked like his career was all but done after only playing in an exhibition game last year, losing the prior year due to injury that the NCAA granted him what essentially is his eighth year, uh, which is unheard of for the most part. I think one other player has. Um, The NCAA has acted in common sense where it can find common sense, if you will. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I choose to kind of look at that as maybe they get it. I also wonder, um, and maybe this is telling to me, I'm going to read between the lines. I, I don't know. Um, was this known prior to today? Yes. Gotta have been, right, if he's on the trip. 100%. And I applaud Timmy for keeping that under wraps uh-huh. successfully. Probably asked Steven. 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 Uh, probably asked him to keep it under wraps because that does affect how another team prepares for you. Yeah. And even releasing the um, uh, the two deep, he wasn't listed as a starter. That's true. So I love this move. Love okay. it. Uh, let's say hi to John. He's calling in at 808-296-1420. John, how are you? Really good. That's good that the, uh, the player becomes available for tomorrow. There's no way to possibly know, but I would theorize not that whether Hawaii's going to win or lose, but I'm going to say that Tulane uh, scores about seven less points because of that. I mean, Vanderbilt scores seven less points. Uh, excuse me. I'm wrong. Yeah, sorry. Vanderbilt. Tulane's a better team. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> yeah, Vander- I'm, I'm, I'm saying subtract about seven points from Vanderbilt. I think that's what he's going to do. Really? Wow. You think he's a touchdown difference maker? Wow. Yeah. So that's that's my idea, but I have no idea like how to prove it ever. Because there's no way to know. But that's <laughs> my thought. It. John always with the hot takes, man. Thank you. Right, there you go. Appreciate you, John. Thank you for calling in. That's uh, that's not what I would have expected. A touchdown. That's a lot. I mean that's that's basically calling Tui Tupo the MVP of your defense. Well, and to kind of tease into what we'll talk about later in the show, Vandy, although they ran really well on us, they have made it very clear that they're trying to be more of a passing offense now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're trying to incorporate this. Uh, I believe his last name is Swan. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, their quarterback that's going to be playing tomorrow is much more of a pocket. Um, presence kind of pass first type of a guy compared to that dual threat that we we had to contend with last year. So I hope not only that Tui Tupo can stop the run, but wreak havoc on some of the 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 passing attack too. Get some pressure back there. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. We'll talk about. Um as we continue these Hawaii football storylines, um, let's talk about Hawaii's defense against the Vanderbilt offense? Because I have one question, and maybe it's answered, or maybe there's a different answer 
based on Tui Tupou's eligibility now being announced, hmm. um, as first reported by Honolulu Star Advertiser Stephen Sai. We'll do that coming up after we take a look at traffic. Also want to tell you about athletes. Uh, it is presented by Central Pacific Bank, Hawaii's best bank. Uh, John Kiave Sangapolutele, uh, Giancarlo Rufo, um, both Punahou alums, uh, now going on to play uh, collegiately. Uh, before they went on to, to go play collegiately, they both got an opportunity to sit down and eat food. And uh, Cole Malsoff was there to uh, interrupt their uh, their lunch by having a chat with them. But it was but it was all very polite and done because that was the assignment. <laughs> interrupt them and talk while eating lunch. It's uh, on our YouTube page and at ESPNHonolulu.com, presented by Central Pacific Bank. Off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Again, the uh, breaking news for those of you just tuning in. John Tui Tupo is eligible. Uh, he has been granted the waiver by the NCAA and he is expected to start tomorrow uh, for the University of Hawaii football team. Let's go. At Vanderbilt. And that perfectly leads, I think, to one of the storylines that I had. Uh, he had three and a half sacks that led the team last year. Um Hawaii in that department, I think, left a, a little bit to be desired, frankly, as far as creating pressure on that side of the ball um, from that front line. And I think of what, uh, you know, Hawaii's going to need to do. I mean, Vanderbilt, I, I think, will try to throw the football. I think we both agree. Um, Hawaii's got a secondary that uh, I, I think could potentially match up here. Mm-hmm. Um but I worry if Swan and that offense is given time. That's my um, my big concern. And so I kind of leave that to you. Um, do you do you have that concern um, about whether Hawaii can kind of make a dent there? As a team, Hawaii had 17 sacks in 13 games. Yeah. Again, it's 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 tough to have much expectations other than for effort tomorrow mm-hmm. quite honestly like that 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 I think we can say we can be sure of is that we're going to go out there and we're going to give it everything that we have right but outside of that it's tough to you know expect sacks it's tough to expect turnovers although I would love for that to be an immediate goal for us tomorrow is we can control turning the ball over on our side of the ball yeah I would love if we want it won the turnover ratio and if they're putting the ball in the air and our strength of our team is our secondary, I like our chances to get a couple of tips and maybe some overthrows. And like our Gotta coach, get those. Arnold, he says that's exactly right. Sorry, Gotta Gary get forgot. Those. Gary didn't – I think he missaid tips and overthrows. Got to get those. Really? We got we to remind Gary uh, about uh, got to get those. I mean, it's, it, it rhymes. He forgot? Yeah, it's Bless been a while. Hard. Okay. It's been a while. I, we're we're going to have Arnold. I'll uh, teach for, him it like a song. Because there's a rhythm to it. Tips and overthrows. Got to get those. You know what we're just going to do? Mm. Um, countdown to kickoffs coming from Big City Diner YPO. I'm just going to have... I'm just going to open every segment with that. We, we need to set the tone for responding to, to the term tips and overthrows. 
Got to get And those. if you if you don't if you can't get it after six times that it is said during the pregame show, countdown to kickoff, then I can't help you anymore. Um, and you're right. I mean, effort wise, that's um, that's a little bit different. Yep. I agree. Um, I, I think you kind of want to see, I, you can tell me, I, I think a little bit better than I ever could, but I, I want to see technique. I, I want to see, you know, even if, if you can't get to the quarterback, I at least want to see how much do they blitz? How much, yeah. um, you know, how, how much do they push that line back as compared to maybe getting a run at the QB? I kind of want to see a little, a little bit of that. What gets thrown out here in week zero? Yeah, and if, if we're playing a big boy like uh, Tui Tupo, he can occupy maybe even a couple of guys on the offensive line, uh-huh. which then frees up a guy like Logan Taylor, Isaiah Tufanga, or even C.J. Williams to blitz from depth. And that, to me, is going to be one of our best options to create that pressure for this opposing quarterback tomorrow. Outside of that, man-to-man, Vandy's bigger. Yeah, no doubt. And it's it's going to be tough for that D-line to get the type of penetration into their um, into their backfield. We need to rely on blitzing from depth to get that to get that thing accomplished. Josh. Well, sometimes speed can negate size. It can if done right, and if you have the speed. That's a good. That's a good point. And that leaves – I think that leaves a, a good question if Hawaii does have it indeed. And again, I I want to be optimistic. There's so much unknown with yeah. this team. Yeah. There, there, there's so much yet to be shown. I mean we got to be realistic um, for sure about what – I don't want to get people's hopes up, you know, if there's something that they absolutely don't have. I mean I would feel like – Speed-wise, that could be a little bit of a challenge uh, for Hawaii in a game like this. In Mountain West play, I don't know. Um, in a game like this, I, I think I would probably say size, speed, probably not in Hawaii's favor on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but do we see the kind of things that could lead me to believe that when you get to conference play, that the technique, the um, you know, some of those things – could could probably you know lead favorable for Hawaii. Mm. That's I I think that's what I'm looking for more than just like will they actually make a good run into the backfield? Maybe not. Yeah. But I want to see what kind of things are they doing that could potentially lead to it. You know, and along with that, uh, I know we're talking defense, offense controlling the ball from a time perspective and keeping the defense off the field to catch their breath and do their best job whenever they do come back, I think is going to be huge for us this season. Uh, we, we did not do a good job extending drives into second or even third first down territory where we were quickly giving the ball back to the opposing team and asking an awful lot from our defense, which I felt our defense played fantastic last year, uh-huh. considering our offense not putting them in a position to win. So I think it's it's big for a lot of reasons, but big on the offense to carry their side of, of the of the game. It is off the bench. Traffic here. Sports centers on the way. It's ESPN Honolulu. Uh, coming up, Hunter reaching a higher power. 
Uh, that's uh, on the way here in a couple of minutes. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Reminder, Rainbow Wahine Volleyball tonight in Hawaii Northwestern. Coverage at 645 with uh, uh, Rainbow Wahine Volleyball. Tiff Wells has the call on that. Uh, more on Hawaii Volleyball. Texter from the 348 gets into the chat via our uh, Zephyr insurance text line. And no, I don't mean chat GPT. Just into the chat. Yeah. Uh, my main thing I'm looking for in a game like Hawaii versus Vanderbilt would be no significant injuries and then to be somewhat competitive. I wonder, uh, what does somewhat competitive mean? Covering the spread. That's for for real or just, yeah. uh, okay. Inside of 17. Okay. I think, you know, from uh, a Vegas perspective, how the, the nation is looking at our team if we keep it inside of 17, let's just say within two scores, that's that is definitely uh competitive. Interesting. I, I I wouldn't have thought that the spread would come into play. 17 and a half by the way over under 56. What would you consider uh decently competitive? Um, I I you know scores can be deceiving. So, I mean, I, I'm a big eye test guy. Stats are great, and they deliver context, but they don't tell you everything. The scoreboard doesn't tell you everything. So um, if, if I were to say um, somewhat competitive, I want to – so, for example, for, for Hawaii's offense, I'd like to see several drives in which you're not going three and out, which means um, you know, you're moving the ball down the field. You're, let's say you've gotten 17 first downs in the game. Your third down conversion percentage is not like 9%. Um, You know, if you're moving the football and you're making some decent strides, to me, I call that competitive. Mm. Defensively, if you can limit either the pass or the ground from putting up gaudy numbers on you, like if if you keep their quarterback from throwing for over 400 yards yep. or you keep a running back from putting up, you know, 125 on you, then I call that being somewhat competitive. I'd love if our special teams flipped the field every time we punted too. That would be nice. Yeah. And not, you know, inside of the opposing team's 20 mm-hmm. every time, but certainly maybe inside the opposing team's 40. Right. I think that's a great conservative mark to try to hit. I think so. Um, and, and field position's important, I, I, I think, especially when you've got the ball on offense. If you're starting inside your 25-yard line over and over and over again, that's not helpful. Mm. Um, so, yeah, to me, that's I, I guess that's what I would consider somewhat competitive. And I, and I just saw someone you know, text that's here. Because rel- somewhat competitive relative to whoever you're talking to. Um, Texter from the 224, Josh, you're stating stats, which are facts. I mean... Stats based on movement, I guess, is is what I'm looking at. I I, I realize I, I say stats sometimes stats can lie, but stats based on movement, I, I'm I'm telling you, score can lie. Um, you can and, put up numbers, but a lot of that is a lot of those stats specifically can be based on how well you can do in chunks of time. Yeah, I want to see good chunks of time. The, the feeling of a game is not always expressed in the score. Yes. Or, um, or in the stats. Right. Uh, one more here from the uh, 888s. This is not a uh, <laughs> this is not a telemarketer, apparently. It's not and 27 cars for kids. 
K-A-R-S, cars for kids. Uh, I was going to say it's not a telemarketer. Can you tell that commercial just is singed in your head? Which is a good thing because it's a good charity. Donate your car today. (laughs) But the fact that they have kids playing, if you see the TV commercial, it's kids in a rock band. Because it's cars for kids. Uh, I'd be thrilled if we put up 30 to 40 points. You know what? I would be I would be blasting, and I'm not condoning this, I would be blasting illegal fireworks if we scored 30 to 40 points against Vanderbilt. Again, not condoning. Wow. But I would... We'll, we'll talk off the air about who your plug is for fireworks. It's not the Kona Ice people. Uh, I, I uh, 30 to 40 would be incredible against an SEC team that I, I, don't, I don't care where they're expected to finish. They're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. They're an SEC team. You put up 30 to 40, I'd feel great. Um, I, I don't expect it, but I'd feel really good about it. That'd be fun. That would also tell me that your offense is a little ahead of schedule. Oh, my gosh, incredibly ahead of schedule. What, what have I been saying for the last four or five shows now? Remind the audience. One score a quarter. That's right. One score a quarter, which we're going to do some math. What's one score a quarter? Well, it depends what the score is. It's one touchdown a okay. quarter so, and an uh, extra point. 28. There we go. That, that Very good. <laughs> Thanks. Very good. That 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 is correct. Sorry, I, I had to get on somebody because they, they did a sponsorship for uh, every score. I'm like, wait a second. You're like, touchdown or every score? Because we have a field goal sponsor. If we do a touchdown a quarter... And put Shipley in a position inside of the opposing team's 40. He will make at least one of those. If we do that a couple of times, I think it is safe to say he will make one for two. So if we do... Yeah, I feel good about that. If we do those two things, we're right at 31 points. Statistically, in college football, if you can score right around 30 to 35, you're in a phenomenal position to win a football game. That's all we need right there. Texter also says, only thing I'm promoting is UH Athletics. I didn't know we were promoting anything, but uh, unless unless that's the Kona Ice guy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I, cars for kids. <laughs> I think the defense should be improved considering we lost half of our team pre-Timmy coming in mm. and also played a lot of freshman Mahalo guys. I I mean, I don't know, I don't know anybody who says otherwise. I, I think the consensus is Hawaii's defense at least um, – at least the back line of the defense should be vastly improved as compared to the the last several years. I feel like at times we have hyped up the secondary and we've also been burned by the secondary. Mm. And I want to be very careful that we don't do that again this year, but I don't feel that way. I feel really comfortable um, about this secondary. And I think that is one of those big starts as to why I, I think this defense will be in a much different position than I think we've seen in years past. Uh, Scott texts in, um, can we play four quarters? Literally, yes. Hmm. Figuratively, I, I'm 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 just I'm I'm messing with Scott, uh, because yeah, we can play four quarters. They're supposed to, um, but can this team last four quarters? Um, yeah, I don't see why not. I don't I don't think that's something that's indicated by score. I think that's something that's a little more indicated by. Um, you know, conditioning. Yeah. 
and that's uh, that goes back to the weather conversation that we had um, earlier in the show. Yep. It's going to be hot there, field level, where it should be. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like it, it could be in the nineties, topping around a hundred. Yep. I, I think that's where it's also a play calling situation. Oh, really? Okay. I think so because. Um, this is uh this is also a big kind of test coming out party for uh coach Chang in there's a lot on his plate on a game to game perspective uh-huh. on w- what he needs to manage what he needs to look after and on top of that call plays so when the texter says play into the fourth quarter continuing to throw out diverse and um, I almost want to use the word like well-seasoned mm. plays mm-hmm. um, and that that's uh, f- from a cooking perspective if for anyone who's listening like salt <laughs> and pepper like seasoning in um, a, a nice palette of plays that will continue to keep um, Vanderbilt on their toes because when you're playing a bigger team um, in a lot of ways faster and sometimes better team you, you have to keep them guessing throughout the game to to keep you in a competitive standpoint so a lot of that actually I do feel is on coach Chang and that offensive staff don't lie you were watching beat Bobby Flay before you got here <laughs> didn't you no seasoning oh my gosh or it's because you ate some of these uh spicy pineapple jalapeno chips yeah I don't know what wizardry they 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 throw together but uh it tasted like a, a crunchy pineapple I've never tasted that before. Crunchy pineapple. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to taste the crunchy and, pineapple. And a, and a little bit of zesty spice in there, too. See? You're, you're, you're not salt and peppering it in, but you're... I found it. I had, to, I had to think of what my experience was like trying those chips, which, uh, eh, six out of ten. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Very fair. Uh, texter from the 393, what time is the UH game tomorrow? Well, glad you asked. Yeah. Uh, kickoff is at 1.33 uh, Hawaii time. Uh, we'll be on the air at 11.30 a.m. Countdown to kickoff uh, presented by Modelo and Coke Zero from Big City Diner, White P.O. We're, we're going to party. Let's go. Um, Break out the nachos. Liz is invited, but she has to work later. So, I mean, she can she can come by for a little while. But um, I'll be there. You're going to be there. Jason Matthew Sharsh is going to join us. Mm-hmm. Arnold's there. Um, it's a party just when he's watching the game. He's into it. Are Chris and Gary going to be there? Uh, I don't know about Gary. I think we might get a cameo mm. from uh, uh, from the Don, Chris yeah. Hart. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't want to. Don't don't hold me to it. I think I I, I brought up the fact that uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna party at noon um after we start the show and i think he said i like a party yeah in 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 uh, classic chris hart voice uh-huh. like like when he says uh hi hunty yeah hi, in, in that in that tone yeah he he likes to put ease uh after all of our names I because don't... he's worked with gary yeah. for so many years you get an e i get an e is he called tanner tanny no Tan tan. Tan tan. Because tanny sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I got news for you. Hunty sounds weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I almost don't want him to know that I hate it 
because well now the, everybody knows then, then he hates he'll, it he'll just continue i i hope he's listening yeah. so that he knows yeah one of i my, had never called you that until i regurgitated it my, just a minute ago one of my girlfriend's girlfriends called me hunty a few years ago well, that that I well the first ever the since. first um the first four words of that sentence already told me something bad was going to happen. Yeah. Those first four words being one of my – oh, no, it's five. One of my girlfriend's girlfriends. Yes. As soon as you said that, I knew the story was going wrong. Yep. Ever since. They shouldn't be giving you nicknames. No. Nope. That's that's beyond boundaries. Nope. That's right. Uh, coming up, going beyond boundaries, soccer. Not not what you think. Yep. It's coming up after a look at traffic. It's off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. All right, uh, coming up, Rob Coleus in about 45 minutes. The breaking news is that Lahaina Luna will play. Um, I, I hear, and I haven't, I, I've been told the second hand, but Lahaina Luna's first football game, I think, is September 30th. Uh, so that's a that's a huge deal. That's there, awesome. There's been some, um, you know, that community. I, well, that's been good news. Um, you know, hearing that. I think the other thing that came out earlier uh, was that they have. Well, this was within the last um, hour and a half. Over 100 people were found after uh, Maui officials released the names of 338 that were um, considered missing. And that was their hope, right? They they wanted to release those names in the hopes that those who didn't know that they were considered missing would hear that their names were on this list and come back and say, yeah, hey, I'm not missing. I'm alive. Yeah, I'm here. And so, you know, about a third, just under a third of that, you know, being able to come out and say, "Yeah, we're here," is a is a good sign. Yeah. It's a mix of children, um, tourists, locals, that were all in that mix. So, um, that's a good sign. They also named the uh, interim uh, chief of the Maui Emergency Management Agency. Um, the uh, the guy who didn't sound the sirens um, left because uh, of his health. So um, they hired someone I know actually pretty well, uh, Daryl Oliveira, who's mm. well-respected. He led a Hawaii County civil defense. He's a former fire chief in the Hawaii County Fire Department. Great guy. Uh, he was just announced earlier today. So that's the the uh, the news on Maui. So that's kind of the big deal. Rob Coleus is going to join us in about 40 minutes. Uh, you and I and Tanner and the team, like everybody we knew, yeah. uh, were at soccer last night. Uh, Hawaii and... Dave Kawada. Uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Dave Dave Kawada with his goal call, uh, which is which is great, over a really, 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 really loud PA his system. goal Tarzan call. It is. Yeah. It is. You know what? You got to be unique. And when you're on a PA system and it's the home team that scores, you, you got to go for it. Yeah. Um, Hawaii wins 3-1, to one, uh, their first win of the year. So Hawaii's one one and one. They'll go to Air Force and UNLV next week. 
you were there um, believing in a higher power. Yeah. Take me through this story with your friends, Hunter. I was there with uh, some friends of mine, both with Fellowship of Christian Athletes and uh, some uh, mutual friends just from ch- some church connections. And I'm sitting there at the beginning of the game. This is like right after kickoff. And my buddy leans over next to me with an imaginary microphone. And he says, we're uh, here with uh, the prophet himself, <laughs> uh, Mr. Hunter Hughes. Uh, and he's going to predict the score for us tonight. What, uh, what What's the score going to be? And off the cuff, I tell him, uh, I think Hawaii's going to win 3-1. to one. Now, what point of the match did you answer this question? The, right after kickoff. Okay. Like 30 seconds into the game. So this is obviously before the own goal. 100%. Gotcha. And he jokingly goes, ah, he can't hear from God. <laughs> he can't hear from the Lord. It's going to be 2 to nothing. Hawaii wins. And so we all same outcome. We we all laugh, and the game goes on. Hawaii gets well. I guess Sacramento State gives in, the give, own goal. Gives the own goal, um, and then Hawaii scores the penalty kick. The Mia penalty Foster. kick. Thank you. That was that was the second goal, and then halftime happens. We kind of forget about the whole thing, even though. The, the other unique thing here was no one was really talking at the beginning of the game. It was kind of eerily quiet. Weird. And so a lot of people around us heard this kind of conversation happening. Later on in the game, in the second half, we get our third goal, Hawaii does. And now we're all kind of looking around like, oh, wow, it's – it's three nothing. All Sacramento State needs is one goal, and Hunter will have predicted the the score. And what happens? Sacramento State draws a penalty kick, and they're all looking over at me. <laughs> but Sacramento State kicks the ball, sails it over the net, right? Much like uh, Rapino in the World Cup. Oh, Anytime I yeah. can bring it up, I'm going to bring it up. What's wrong with you? What's this Rapino bashing for? If you're a pro, it's unacceptable. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Put it on the net. Okay. <laughs> In college, it's okay, which is what happened last night. Right, right. Okay? And I think, what, there's like five minutes left in the game? So now at this point, I'm rooting every time Sacramento State has the ball. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> they get the ball, cross it in the middle, kind of gets congested, and they poke one in. Three, one, and then time expires. It's a few minutes later. I called it. So what was the reaction like? Um, me and another friend who will be on the show tomorrow, Jason Matthew Sharsh, will be on uh, Countdown to Kickoff. We had changed sections so that we could be closer to Hawaii's goal side because okay. they change at halftime. Right. And so we were over on that side where a lot of our friends were still on the opposing side of the, the stadium. The minute that the goal happened for Sacramento State, like – Six of our friends stood up on the other side of the stadium and look over at us with hands up in the air <laughs> because they all knew what happened. That we, we had, I, apparently, I can tell the future. Did your friend who said that should have put money on it? Well, I, I don't think the higher power would be accepting of that. <laughs> Probably not. Um, it was a pure call. <laughs> did your friend? Who said that you were not, and, and paraphrasing, you were not connected with the man above. Did uh-huh. he apologize for those words? Uh, he did. Hold on. Uh, oh, it's in text message. We I, I have proof. A, I have a DM. Oh. I have a DM oh, from him. Oh, your friend slid into your DMs. 
What did he what did he write? The first line. You are him. You are him. <laughs> that's what he that's what he messaged me. Uh, and then I gave him credit for technically calling the first half correct because he said two nothing Hawaii. Well that's nice. He just wasn't connected enough with the man above to specifically say when that 2 nothing was going to happen. So I, I'll give him some lessons later on. You know what, what that basically says? You need more commitment. That's right. There's there's not enough commitment. It's, uh, it's more time spending with the man. More time or uh, more more giving. Yep. You're holding back. Or just be special. <laughs> Sports center traffic coming up. <laughs> Hey, our weekend starts in an hour. Let's go. I think we've been in, in a, a weekend mood, though, uh, throughout most of the show. Like yeah. We, First two hours went by in a, in a heartbeat. You know, we got past the Trey Lance stuff, um, and we'll we'll get to some of your text messages I'm on sure that in a little that's bit. that's not the last time we talk about oh, it. Oh, no. Um, but, I mean, we've spent so much time on, on UH football today. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if we'll get back to Trey Lance. Uh, it is the big story of the day. I guess we were on 30 seconds of it. Uh, 32 seconds on Trey Lance. Go. Uh, Trey Lance uh, traded to the Dallas Cowboys in yep. exchange for a fourth-round pick. Uh, John Lynch was on uh, television just a moment ago, and he basically said, and I quote, uh, We took a shot, and it didn't work out. We own that. We take accountability for it. His story is still very much unwritten. I'm excited for Trey. Dallas stepped up and really wanted him. Close I call. love John Lynch. Uh-huh. Not just because he's a former player, not just because his nephews went to school with me and I actually got to meet him a few times. Oh, nice. Um, look, at, look at that, uh, that name little, drop in there. little name drop. Yeah, his nephews, Andy uh, Lynch, uh, was my teammate growing up, which is really fun. But uh, he won't play the game to not own it like he's a real one yeah he's man enough to admit sometimes when you lost and lose you know that that's that's part of sports you don't win all of them yeah and you can't i know a lot of people want to put blame how, how can you yeah it's not your fault he got hurt and it's it's um it's hard to swallow that they gave up so much but again you could not have projected this. And he is more valuable, ironically, than being a third-string quarterback. Right. So it's a business move for them to move him away and secure a fourth-rounder for next year. Apparently, Buffalo was interested, too, in Trey Lance. Interesting. And uh, I guess Dallas came with the better offer. Why? I don't know. I, we're we're going to end up trying to... Think about this for the next couple of days until we reconvene on Monday. Why? Hmm. I I, yeah. I I can't wait. It's a weird one. Yeah, I I can't wait. Take that back. I could, but I guess I I, I in this instance can't wait um, to hear what Jerry Jones was thinking when he signed off on this one. And yet, you know, if Trey Lance does kind of have a job, the fact that Josh Jacobs still doesn't is ridiculous. Yeah. That uh 32 seconds times 3. It is. On uh uh Trey Lance conversation, but uh oh, the texts are good. I'm I'm glad 
we had this conversation about you and your uh, abilities to to seek. And let me uh, make it very clear: it's the man above. I just happen to be listening well. Hey, um, one of the most important things in a conversation is not talking; it's listening. Oh, good line, Josh Pacheco. Man, good line. Thank you. Yeah. That's why I try not to stumble over you when I can. Uh, it's important for me to listen. Folks uh, in relationships, you better know that. It's important to listen. I think we have mastered that very well. Someone from the 223 has come up with names for us. Oh, I'm a little offended by this last one. New name for you, Hunter the Prophet Hughes. Ooh. New name for me, Josh Question mark, question mark, question mark, Pacheco. <laughs> that is so rude. We're, we're a long way removed. You know what? The, the tables have turned here, Josh. When we first started the show, it was Josh and the other That's guy. That's right. That's right. Now it's... Uh... The tables have turned. <laughs> it... Uh, that's not very nice. <laughs> or maybe the question marks are like, um, what would he do for a million dollars? Yeah. I'm not, not a fan of that. Uh, one Josh, more. afraid of skydiving, Pacheco. Text her from the 797. Congrats, Hunter. You are blessed. Thank you. Not- I, I, I received that. Whoever texted that, it's true. Yeah, not not that you didn't know that already. Yeah, um, but you see, you opened up you opened up this box that you or a cannot can, a can of worms potentially. Yeah, or just a just a box. Okay. Texter from the three nine three. We need Hunter's score prediction for tomorrow's game. Oof. Now. I don't know what your what your warm up routine was that got you to this three one premonition that you had yesterday. So yeah. take me through your warm up routine to, uh, to to convince yourself of what the score is going to be tomorrow. Well, it again, um, and I, folks, I, hit record on your phones, by the way, because you'll want to keep this with you when we come to Monday. I believe that uh, we can actually converse with with God, and so uh-huh. just take a second. Listen, and then respond. Listening is important. Yep. Uh, When you first uh, read the text, uh, a a score did come to mind. Oh, did it? It did. And so I'm going to go with that one. I felt like I heard 34, 27. 34, Vandy, 27, Hawaii. Okay. Um, Liz, can you clip that for use on Monday? Um, 34, Vandy, 27, Hawaii. Gotcha. Um, you know, this is this is also a sign. The higher power listens to us. Of course he does. Uh, or at least to you. I don't know if he's listening to me. Oh, he listens. Yeah. He's a big fan of you. <laughs> we'll he loves see. you a lot. We'll, we'll see about that. Yep. Um, all right, so we're, we're clipping that. Um, uh, another person who is uh, seeking his own higher power or her own higher power from the 797 doesn't say which team is which. Score tomorrow 45 to 0. Ouch. Again, I'd like to know who's the 45, who's the zero. And if you laugh at me for even asking that question, we need to I be wanna, specific. Well, no, not necessarily. Well, yes, but also there was someone in our text line the other day that was predicting a blowout in Hawaii's favor. So let's go. That That is why 
I feel like it is very important to get these clarifications. Uh, oh, by the way, um, Vandy 45. Dang. Hawaii 0. No love. No aloha in that text. Or um, or uh, there was a disconnect in the uh, in the communication line. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 not hearing what yeah. I'm hearing. Sometimes uh, some people have spotty reception. That's right. Oh, I, I don't I don't know how we're carrying that conversation, but uh, get your antenna right. Go get alone with him. Yeah, or uh, go <laughs> or or um, you need to go check in your cell phone provider. Mm. All of these inside little things that we're just like tapping in there. At some point, those inside little jabs are going to run yeah, out. If, if you're wondering how to hear him better, just go spend some time with him. There you go. Um, someone calling into us wants to know what the score of the match is going on right now at uh, Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. That's the uh, Oregon-San Diego match. Mm. Um, two teams, top 15. That's the match that's going on before the... Hawaii-Northwestern. Um, right. Oregon's upset one 20-17 on San Diego. Of course, that will have a determination on uh, when the Hawaii match starts. As of right now, it's scheduled for seven. But I am going to I am gonna seek my own communication mm. with the individual upstairs. And that communication says Hawaii's match will not start on time. Ooh, okay. That Oregon and San Diego will go at least four sets. And Hawaii's match, I will predict, will start at 7.25. I am <laughs> I am going to be, well, Spectrum likes to start on the fives, so that's why there's the five at the end. Uh, and I think this match was supposed to start at 7.05, so I'm just going to say we're going to be pushed uh, about 20 minutes back. Okay. I heard I heard Liz in the other room. By the way, our walls are not soundproof, which is not good. Um, but I heard her in the other room go, whoa! Yeah. My first thought was Josh is trying to ruin Keegan's night. <laughs> it doesn't take much. I, uh, okay. I Keegan, actually... for those that don't know, Keegan's working the match here back in the studio. Okay, perfect. Uh, because we're talking volleyball, I actually have an additional story from last night at the soccer game. Okay? Is there another premonition we don't know no, about? No, no, no. Oh. This is actually with men's volleyball player Kurt Neusterer. Okay. Um, I uh, I know Kurt through a couple of mutual things, but uh, we were talking about how UH will be shutting campus down next week for the Stanford home game. Uh-huh. And he had an interesting take on that. Oh. Okay. He said he doesn't understand why they're shutting campus down for that game, and they did not shut campus down for a weekday this past spring whenever Vanderbilt came and played Hawaii baseball at our home, okay, at the Less. Uh Uh-huh. And that night, Hawaii men's volleyball was playing UCLA. Both games were sold out, and yet they didn't shut down campus that day. Think about that. Both the Stan Sheriff and the Les Murakami Stadium were completely sold out. The parking structure was 100% loaded, and yet they still ran school that day. Oh, man. Oh, and Kurt. To, and to his defense, we had a home game against UCLA, a preview for the national championship, yeah. and two-time reigning national championship. Uh-huh. 
winning team. Yeah. So and the best team in college baseball. It's a good. It's a good point. It's a good point. I think the way I could debunk that is um, there are a lot of resources that get taken for football that aren't necessarily as needed. And I see you guys on the phones. We'll get to you in a second at 808-296-1420. There are a lot of resources that are needed um, on the football side for game day operations, both inside – uh, you know the Clarence T. Seaching Athletics Complex and outside, as compared to volleyball and um, uh, volleyball and baseball, mm. I think the the other side is, you know, volleyball ten thousand at the most. Sure, baseball about four. You know, but with um, with football, you have the passes. I mean, so you're directing people to get in before they even get in because they have the right passes. You've got a lot of game day people kind of swirling around. Um, you know, with the location of the football field, the gate. So there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of mingling in common areas where you can control it a little bit better um, with volleyball and baseball. Even though a lot of those nights you have multiple sports going on, but when you got one, um, and because the game's at five, they do have to shut That's down a lot true. of things. Yep. Those uh, games are a little bit later. Yes. So when you have a five o'clock match. That's probably the difference maker right there. Yeah, I think so. So, um, Kurt making me think a little bit, but I, know. I, I think that's the. Um, Made me think too. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I remember uh, that night though. Because you and I recorded from the less. That's right. That night before the Vandy game. Right. Uh, everybody wants to seek a higher power now, apparently. Love it. Paul is going to attempt. Oh, boy. Paul, hello. Hello, men. <laughs> Hi, How Paul. I have, I have that, two that, items. That long I, pause right beforehand. You. That long pause right he beforehand really, really freaked when, me out. When you need a predict a sports prediction, oh, no. you come to Postadamus. Oh. Joshua did not receive the mark. He received the B last night. Okay, here's my prediction, Joe. Maybe you heard it earlier. Thirty-five nine. Thirty-five nine. Vandy. Thirty-five nine. Vandy. Yeah, yeah. I would have said uh, forty-seven. Nine? How is how that's is Hawaii good. getting those nine? Uh, yeah, that's what uh, Kano asked too, and I neglected. Well, he didn't ask anyway. Seven, seven for touchdown, and then a field goal. Are you saying sorry. that Hawaii is going to so miss he, the extra point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, they will because they do that in the first game. Ouch! This and is getting this is getting I'm morbid. Tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I don't want them, please don't, please, Hawaii, don't do a, uh, an unsportsmanlike, because that, that ruined the whole season. So I, I want them. And uh, did you have any more questions for me? Yeah. Definitely for, not. Until, Definitely second, not. I, I have the second issue, my second issue. Okay, this is like, okay, you know, um, uh, Shager, he's halfway there with his NIL. I have, I have this brilliant suggestion. Ready? You ready? No. Okay. So he has a clothing line, right? Yes. 
this this corners the ni all might this makes it so different just infuse shaker's dna into like the the ink of the t-shirt design okay we're getting weird so now, when Paul. no no that you just need one sample and then oh, uh it's still uh, one um, sample too much um, uh, i i um, paul when your sweat commingles with shaker's uh, dna and you can be like I, I, I'm. I, uh, thanks for the call, Paul. I, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm like really creeped out. I. That's gross. Wow. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, we were not taken to a higher power. We were taken sideways over the last sixty to ninety seconds. What the heck? Yikes. I'm really, really refraining from what I really want to say at this point in time. Um, that time yeah. for a break. The the only thing that was normal was the thirty-five to nine score that we were given. And, that was the only normal thing, and that we would <laughs> miss get, an extra point. Yeah, or seven and a two-point field goal. Oh man! Oh traffic, save us! It's off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. Let's keep everyone's DNA out of the rest of this show, okay? Yeah, um, we 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 really hit a hit a patch there that I don't I don't know that we can ever recover from. Uh, texter from the four nine seven Hawaii football. Let's get back to it. I feel like there that's that's where our normalcy lies. Um, texter says, "Okay, guys? Question marks? Because I have a couple question marks too. Hawaii goes empty. Can they move the ball?" Short yardage. White puts an option QB. Does it work? Mm. Will on will O line protect Shager? Can D line contain Vandy's running game? Keys to the game. Great questions. Lots of questions. Um, let's go one by one here. Hawaii goes empty. Can they move the ball? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. There are a number of run and shoot short yardage passing schemes designed for that very purpose. Okay. Yes. Hawaii uh, in short yardage. Uh, Hawaii puts in option QB. Does it work? Uh, Dalen Morris has traveled with the team. Um, however, I, I hate to let this out of the bag. He hasn't taken very many reps. Which is understandable. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's actually going to be used. I mean, it's kind of telling when um, you're the guy in one of those scrimmages that's allowed to get hit. Yeah. That that kind of says it. Um, Solo will get the ball way more than Taylor Morris. Yeah. Will the O line protect Brady Shager? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have any more. I, I I didn't I didn't pray about that question yet. So I'm gonna stay on the hope so side. Yeah, you, you might need a night to do that. Yeah. Uh, one more twenty seconds here. Can the defensive line contain Vandy's running game? Again, I sure hope so. I think it's going to be a little bit of our D-line and our linebacker core kind of sharing that responsibility. All right. Uh, traffic coming up here. Uh, Sports Center is on the way as well as we count you down to your weekend. We've spent a lot of time on Hawaii football. One other big story today, Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys. Coming up, ESPN Honolulu.
Rob Coley is coming up in a few. The uh, breaking news is that Lahaina Luna is going to play this year. So, we'll, so awesome. We Absolutely. Uh, we'll get into that with Rob coming up. Um, final words, Trey Lance, now a member of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he was supposed to play in this Niners game against the Chargers. We would have had two North Dakota State quarterbacks in this preseason game. Uh, there's one Easton Stick playing for uh, uh, the Chargers. Make sure I don't say San Diego. Um, but we were robbed of that thanks to the uh, Niners-Cowboys trade. Mm. You have feelings. I know uh, I know you have feelings on the whole uh, North Dakota State thing. I'm going to make you wait on those feelings, though, yep. because uh, we're, we're going to get Rob Coleus here in a second. I, it's There are a lot of... There are a few feel-good things that I think That's are right. coming out of you know what's going on on Maui. Is you're trying to find something that you would consider that right? And uh, Rob Coley is with us now from the Maui News. Rob, um, this this has been something that has been talked about for now a couple of weeks. But how did we now get to the point where they can have an approval for Lahaina Luna to play fall sports? Well, uh, okay, I'll try and give you the condensed version. Uh, it did not look great uh, earlier this week that that was going to be the case. Uh, their campus is still closed. Uh, lar- I, I mean, it's there, it's standing, it's, it's unharmed from the fire itself. But the big problem currently for to get those kids back into that campus is the water situation. The water is not been uh deemed safe to drink yet and you can't send kids to high school without you know drinking fountains or or water the air quality is okay certainly there's some other you know um uh biotype hazards that you've got to be aware of but uh what the i i and I, if i may say i've been a critic from time to time of the DOE, in, in my opinion, I want to give them full credit on this decision. A couple days ago, two days ago, maybe, I think it was the DOE came out with um, a news release that Lahaina kids from Lahaina Luna High School, Lahaina Intermediate School, which is immediately below the high school, uh, and also the campus is fine, and then right below that, Princess Nahi Ena Ena Elementary School, uh, all of those kids who are displaced who have not transferred yet to other schools, uh, which a lot have, but not a lot haven't, more haven't, uh, those kids are all going to go be bused. Uh, they're working, the DOE is working on bus service, which is not an easy deal um, on our island, um, to get those kids to. Ihei, which is actually where I live, a brand new high school um, is being opened, you know, had, was open for two days. It's called Kulani Hako-e. Uh, it's a stone's throw from my condo, um, but it had, the DOE sent out a press release Wednesday night that said Lahaina Luna students will attend this brand new $245 million 1,600 student capacity high school that only has 139 of Kihei kids going there currently. 
They were open two days, and then the fires happened. Fires got very close to that place, that campus, but did not touch anything campus-wise. Um, but, yeah, Lahaina Luna has been deemed a school within a school. Uh, the teachers will be there, uh, the faculty, the administration, the kids. And the reason that we found out today uh, affirmatively the reason they said a school within a school is clearly because they of the, the real need for Lahaina Luna to play sports. And it's not I don't want to oversimplify that. Obviously, the kids going to school is vitally important as well. But I cannot understate the, um, you know, the um, sanctuary, the escape, the the emotional uh, release, uh, relief that will be Lahaina Luna football. Um, they are not in, they're not in place yet, but they're going to be soon. Their first game is scheduled for September 30th against Baldwin at War Memorial Stadium in Wailuku. And their first, they have a home game scheduled a week later, which would be at Sioux Cooley Stadium on Lahaina Luna campus if it can be. And that's still a very, very big if. Um, against, uh, who's that one against? Let me look that up. Hold on one sec. That one would be against Maui Hyde. That's a huge game um, in the in the D1 race here. Maui High is very good. Lahaina Luna is Lahaina Luna. They've won yeah. 39 MIL games in a row. Um, but in a nutshell, Josh, uh, Lahaina Luna is going to play five games. Maui High is going to play nine games, nine weeks in a row, beginning next week. Uh, Baldwin's going to play eight, uh, and the D2 teams, uh, Team Kekalike and Kamehameha Maui, are each going to play seven, and the state tournament berths, we get one in D2 and one in D1, the state tournament berths will be decided on the in-division games. D2 is King K and Kamehameha, D1 is Baldwin, Maui High, and Lahaina Luna. Rob Coley is from the Maui News joining us here on off the bench on ESPN Honolulu, a, a, a lot to digest there. I, I think one of the things that comes to mind, you mentioned transfers and students. Uh, some have transferred, some have not. Um, when we think of Lahaina Luna coming back, and obviously this is not just football, I, I imagine this is yep. other sports, but I'll focus on football for a second because they've been a power there. For those that played um at Lahaina Luna previously, they may have transferred to another school. Are they allowed to transfer back? You know, Josh, that's one of the unanswered questions. I would tend that I don't really know the full answer to. I would tend to say yes, but there's so many levels to all this. I have heard that if the kids have practiced for seven or more days, they will not be allowed to transfer back. Uh, some kids are, you know, staying with family in, you know, in Kahului or Wailuku, which is, you know, Wailuku is Baldwin, Kahului is Maui High. Uh, so I, I want to say I would think so, but I am not positive on that one. Because these are, um, you know, these are temporary waivers for the geographical yes. restrictions. Yes. Oh, so, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so, 
King K. Kalike was the other one because I know they were supposed to play Lahaina Luna and, and they actually were, were kind of held back. But it seems like with King K. Kalike, they're good to go now. Yes, they've been in school since Wednesday practicing. Uh, they are set. Uh, the opener next week, next Friday, a week from today, is Kamehameha versus Baldwin at Kamehameha Maui. Um, and then uh, Saturday is Keikalike, or Maui High visits Keikalike. So, um, yeah, uh, the, everybody else is ready to go. I, and, uh, the, you, oh, go ahead. I, I can't imagine, and, and um, we're, we're talking with Rob Coley from the Maui News. I, I'm thinking of that September 30th. Uh, being at War Memorial, I I cannot imagine what that scene is going to be like. I I, I would I'm I'm just going to assume I would imagine there might be a television presence there. Yeah. Um. I I I don't want to predict, but in trying to find a way to get to some kind of normalcy in a very abnormal time, um, that that might be one of the most anticipated things to that we've seen in quite some time there oh no doubt about it i i would 100 percent agree i would think that that might be i i'm i i turned 60 in november i'm an old guy i've been doing this a long time been at the maui news since 1990 i cannot imagine uh a more emotional uh high school sports night of uh, in my career uh, and I've, I've worked at other places, Guam, Portland, Eugene, Oregon. Uh, and, yeah, nothing, nothing. I can't imagine anything honestly coming close to that. And then, you know, a week later, if they're at Sue Cooley Stadium uh, on their own campus, uh, it, you, you know, another repeat. But tears will be flowing. I would assume cameras will be rolling, certainly. Uh, you know, I don't know, uh, but... You know, War Memorial has hosted um, the Hula Bowl several times back in the day on TV, on national right. TV. So I would certainly think that if if possible that our friends at OC16 or Spectrum Sports, or I don't want to misspeak, but you, you know better than me on that, but I would assume that they would try to do everything in their power to be at that first game. Yes. I would think, Hunter. Uh, Rob, just real quick, uh, do you know if there was, you know, consideration or maybe even a, you know, a democratic process, you know, given to these athletes, to these kids, um, or even with the coaches on, you know, a vote on if they play the season? Uh, you know, in a situation like this where sports is important, it obviously comes second. Um, yeah. Do, do, do you know any more insider information on maybe what that kind of uh, determining determining process was like for Lahaina Luna? Um, I think they I think they wanted to play. You know, pretty much. I don't know that any vote was taken. I know that some kids, uh, certainly family decisions, family loss, both either life or house or both probably went into some, uh, certainly a lot of the thought process. But I was at a, a you know, a, a, an impromptu practice today, which has been going on at Vernon Patel's gym in Wailuku. Uh, Vernon Patel, two-time U.S. Olympic weightlifter, former Maui, uh, former Maui County firefighter. 
has been is close friends with the Lahaina Luna coaches. At least eight Lahaina Luna coaches out of eighteen lost houses. Dean Ricard today, uh, the co-head coach, who's basically the head coach, um, estimated that eighty percent of his players have been displaced in one way or another. In other words, lost houses. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I I don't think that you know. I've heard this team called uh, our shining light, our beacon, our the red tide of the west side. Uh, th- this is mini Kahuku, if you will, for folks on Oahu who are who are familiar with the the um, fan base of Kahuku. This is this is Maui County's Kahuku for sure. And um, I, you know, these kids want to play, man. I, I talked to three team captains. Today, one one of whom there, they two of whom live across the street from each other. One's one's house is standing, and one's house burned down. And these are lifelong friends. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's you know it it goes on and on, man. But I I believe that uh, this will be a major, at least deep, you know, breath of fresh air for everybody. Sanctuary, escape, relief, whatever you want to call it. It'll be different for different people, but I do believe that uh, you might see a near sellout at War Memorial. Uh, the the bleachers that were put in on the in the end zone areas for the Hula Bowl are not not safe uh, be, because of rusted out bolts and stuff. But as many people as you can get in safely to that stadium, uh, I, there's no doubt it will be packed. Um, lastly, Rob, I don't want to make clear something you said earlier. Uh, Lahaina Luna is going to play five games uh, based on this yep. schedule. Other teams will play eight or nine, but um, there is still a path, even with that minimal schedule because of the situation, there is still a path for Lahaina Luna, if it is successful, uh, to qualify for a state tournament. Yes, the state tournament berth, the MIL gets one in each of the Division One and Division Two tournaments, uh, and those state berths will be determined on in-division play only. Everybody in Division One, Baldwin, Maui High, Lahaina Luna, will play four division games. Certainly there's a real possibility Maui High is a very good team. Baldwin is still very young. Um, there's a possibility that a playoff game would be needed, but yes, the Lunas, if they win their four division games, they're in. If they win three or of four, say, and then win a, a playoff game, which would be November 3rd or 4th, they're in. Yeah, there's a clear path for them. Absolutely. Rob, appreciate you giving us some time. Great job. Great reporting here yeah. over the last couple of weeks. Your uh, your ex uh, account at Baldhead Truth has been a uh, must follow for me here over the last few weeks. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you, Rob. Always a pleasure, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll do. That's Rob Coley from the Maui News. Um, uh, uh, that's powerful. It's awesome. I mean, I, I September thirtieth. I don't want to. You know, that that would be the first game back as long as everything kind of holds to form that next week at Lahaina Luna at Sue Cooley Stadium which is a a bucket list for me Um, I would love to go there and and see that venue I've heard nothing but great things about that venue Um, 
to me, that would bring chills. The September 30th can bring a lot of emotions. Just the fact that they're there, you know, would be great. The, the the first home game is the one that to me would bring chicken skin. Yeah. Um being in that town and playing a football game um less than two months after a devastating wildfire. Unbelievable. And I, I liked what Rob had to say. What what do you compare it to? Right. You, you don't, don't have anything to can. compare it to. And and I think when we try not to compare it to anything and kind of you know consider it in its own moment. That's right. I think it's actually more powerful. Yep. In its own significance. Absolutely. Um final words uh coming up here in a little bit. It is off the bench on ESPN Honolulu, but uh I do want to remind you the uh, Timmy Chang show uh starts up next week. Uh the Timmy Chang show on ESPN Honolulu uh, along with our friends at K High. Uh, 6 p.m. Ruby Tuesday in Moanalua this coming Wednesday. John Venary hosts Coach Chang alongside. They'll be talking about University of Hawaii football. Uh, 6 p.m. Wednesday. Check it out in person or on uh, the radio or on our social media platforms. Uh, and you can watch it in case you miss it the next day on K High. Final words coming up. It's off the bench. ESPN Honolulu. Final words uh, coming up here in a moment. It is off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. We're going to have a lot more of these conversations uh, tomorrow. Uh, countdown to kickoff presented by Modelo and Coke Zero coming to you from Big City Diner YPO. So a lot of what we're talking about here, uh, we're going to continue to talk about um, tomorrow from 1130 to 130. Uh, but I'll ask you before final words. Um Hawaii, if Hawaii were to win, yep. what would Hawaii do to win? Um, we would need 35 points. Okay. So we would, we would need significant offensive production. And to get 35 points accomplished, Shager would probably need to throw north of 350. Um, we would probably also have over 100 on the ground, I would think we would probably need 450 yards of offense to get that number accomplished. Mm-hmm. So against an SEC opponent, that that might go down as one of our all-time performances if we're able to do something like that tomorrow. I can see that. Yeah. Absolutely. It would be in that category. I think... Um... I, I think similarly to, to, to last year when Hawaii got up early yeah. and you know awesome. they, they couldn't hold on to it, um, but it was a, a, a good start for that team to at least you know announce its presence. I want to see where that happens, if that happens. I want to see Hawaii at least be able to say, you know what, we're here. Uh, whether it is an interception on a, on a Vandy pass or it is a, a rushing touchdown, whatever it is, however they do it. I, I want I want like a presence feeling moment that shows you know what I I I know we're a seventeen and a half point underdog or you know we're not supposed to compete against this SEC team SEC team but you know what we're here a smackdown hit in, yeah. in a hole from Logan Taylor yeah. or uh, Tui Tapo something like that to right. l- let our presence be felt exactly yeah. uh, that's that's the kind of stuff that 
I'm looking forward to. Uh, if I can see that in waves, maybe not just once, but maybe several times in that game, I, I think I'd feel okay. Mm. Uh, final words. Hunter, I'll let you lead it off. Uh, keeping it with Hawaii and also with Maui, uh, the team came out earlier today on their social media uh, showcasing a specialized sticker that every player is going to be repping to honor Maui um, throughout, at least for tomorrow. No word on if they will keep it for the remainder of the season, but I, I can only imagine that they'll keep it on there for the whole so. year. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a green circular sticker just to the right of each player's number on the back of their helmet. Um, got a little bit of uh, top of print on there and uh, the, the border of the island of Maui and in our classic Hawaii typography with uh, with Maui right across. So Maui is on their hearts, it's on their minds, and um, they're playing with that for sure tomorrow. I'm not too nitpick. Mm. I, I, I like the fact that they have Maui on the back of the helmet. I wish they would have, like, on the side of the, of the helmet. I think give it time. I think there think might so? be a way to to incorporate that's, that. That's yeah. true. Yeah, um, I think that would be really special. That with the timing of everything, I don't know if production they could have gotten something uh, true. Printed. Yeah, and w- from a design perspective, that it would match you know our brand and everything because all that stuff is included. And yeah. I think it even needs to get approved by Adidas. Oh, you're probably right. And you want to do it the right way. That's right. So uh, give it time. I, I bet we will see something like that before the end of the year. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, I, I did see the uh, the rundown for tomorrow at, at Vanderbilt. I know that you know they have proceeds from, I think it's shirt sales, I think it is, that's, that's going to the Hawaii Community Foundation that Vanderbilt's helping out with. I'm a little surprised that Vanderbilt's not doing a moment of silence um, before the game. Um you know, we'll we'll see one uh, a prayer and a moment of silence before the home opener. Stan- um, yeah, against Stanford next. Uh, week. Yeah, and there's me more on that. We'll we'll share that with you uh, more as we go. But um, I'm I'm just I'm I'm ready for football. Let's go, and uh, can't wait for tomorrow. We'll see you then. Uh, Freddie and Fitzsimmons is next.